Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Sanford Health, Vance Thompson Vision, Dakota Bank, and Comfort King. With Curtis Riggs of the Riggs Football Academy, I'm Mike Henriksen. It is Thursday, and I always have to remind myself of that. It's even more so when I'm retired, but especially when there's a Monday holiday. Have you had to found found yourself doing that? Going, well, oh, wait, all, today's uh, Thursday. Yeah, all this travel I've been doing, it's kind of the days all kind it, of just run, blur, yeah, blend together. Yeah, I believe it. Uh, speaking of which, of travel, Tom Neiman is on the road today for Midco Sports. Tom, where are you? Fellas, hey, um, it's Thursday. That's all I know. Um, <laughs> we're, I don't know. We're in the middle of nowhere in Nebraska right now. Oh, okay. Thursday, we got out of town. We got out of Sioux Falls about 9 o'clock this morning, and we are rolling. Jason Andera and Molly Boyum and Darren Wallace and myself. My goodness. Are making the trip. That's quite the crew. Are you driving? I am not anymore. Jason Andera is good. the wheel. Good. Good to know. Well, listen, uh, uh, in Courtesy, you and Tom should just uh, uh, carry on this conversation, and I'll just listen I in. I, I'm what up, buddy? I'm I'm surprised on that Neiman budget. They're driving. <laughs> like, what is this? Where's the jet? Uh, we've done this three years now. We've driven it every time, hmm. and we just figured with you taking gear, you've got all this stuff to pack. It's be a nightmare going to the airport with all the stuff we have. Um, and just driving and, and renting cars, and we Jason Andrea loves to drive. He'll drive for 14 hours straight if we need yeah. to. So it's not a bad gig. We're going to go about two hours outside of Frisco and then stop tonight, and then go in in the morning. And they got all the press conferences for the SSU players and coaches at about nine o'clock tomorrow morning. So it'll work out great. Yeah, what is what is the prep been like? Because I know this is getting old hat for you guys now, which is which is great. The third trip, but what has the prep been like for you? Heading to Frisco. Yeah, that's the thing, though. It's, it's not. It's. I mean, everybody's jacked up. We got. Uh, we got some stories coming up. We're going to do a live show for ninety minutes, starting at eleven thirty on Sunday before the game, and we'll go right up until the one o'clock kickoff. And we're going to be on the parking lot in the tailgate area for about a half hour, and then we're going to switch over and go inside the stadium and talk to some people there. So we're going to be all over the place with our live pregame. But Jason's put together a story on. Uh, uh, the homegrown Jacks, you know, going back, and he found all the good video of Mason McCormick and Chase Mason and the Yankees and uh, Kate Trevere when he was at Brandon Valley. And those kids look like just punks <laughs> at that time in high school. And, and it's been six years. They're part of that class that's been around forever. Zach Hines is another one that just looks like a baby coming out of Washington High School. But So Danny's got a story on that. Uh, Darren's putting together a story on Chase Mason and and uh, Mark Gronowski, they get kind of a cool relationship as the quarterbacks for the Jacks this year. And, and then we got another one on the offensive line and those 605 Hogs, how they've just been fantastic with, you know, South Dakota guys, Gus Miller and Mason McCormick and Quentin Christensen and, and all those guys that are on that offensive line. So we'll kind of sprinkle a bunch of live stuff. We've got uh, David Brown and Andre Fields in the studio, so they'll kind of anchor the thing and throw it down to us in Texas. So. That's kind of what we've been working on for the last week or so, and hopefully we can pull it off on Sunday. Hey, I just saw that Miller also, he won the uh, the Remington Award for out- yeah. Outstanding Center in the country. Yeah, we talk about McCormick and Greenfield and all those NFL prospects on that, you know, the, the offensive line. But Miller, I think Curtis and I talked about this every game we did this year. He was unbelievable. Pulse is a center, and he gets out and leads a lot of those blocks. He's a great athlete at the center spot, and... And I was watching some film uh, this week with Evan Bernson 
is the SDSU left guard who gets no attention. And just watching him blow people away on the O-line. And then John O'Brien's the guy they brought in from Bowling Green last year and just really filled in on at one of the tackle spots. And so, I mean, that offensive line has been amazing. And Gus Miller gets no attention. And, yeah, he's the best center in the FCS. So, Curtis, I've got a question. Because Miller was a walk-on, right? Mm-hmm. Preferred walk-on. Yeah. How do McCormick you... was too. Was McCormick yeah. also? Yeah. Okay. Kervere, all those yeah. guys were. Tucker Large. Really? Yeah. How do you project those guys? McCormick was the toughest because McCormick, and this is a great story, his junior year of high school, he's playing JV football. I'm at the game in Watertown, South Dakota, watching this JV football game, and McCormick takes the defensive end and drives him off the field past the bench onto the track <laughs> and finally gets the penalty and runs back to the huddle. It was awesome. And I text Kim Nelson. I'm like, how is this kid playing JV? And then he moved up to the varsity at that point. But he was just kind of like what, what Tom said was this, this goofball. And then his body started to mature and he was relentless in the weight room and training sessions. He would come in and work out every day with us and uh, very deserving but it, it, all of these guys, all of them, the state just has a great sense and keen eye, as Tom knows, of identifying these guys that are, hey, there's a ton of potential there. Kate Tabir, right. I mean, is another example. The Yankees, I think everyone knew they were going to be good. Right. It was just, did they want to commit themselves to football? Right. Everyone else, though, um, Tabir and, and McCormick and, and, you know, even Greenfield, I saw him at a camp in Sibley and, uh, just thought, well, maybe he might. You know, his brother was good at Southwest State. There's a chance. And they've all just come in and, and bought into what State sells, and, and, and they're paying, they're reaping the rewards now. Well, because all three of us have seen over the course of our careers, we've seen kids that didn't get better. Yeah. You know, they, they peak as a freshman or a hey, sophomore. And State's and, had some failures uh, in there, too. Uh, sure, yeah, there's, sure. There's been some that haven't worked out. Right. But, but uh, yeah, the commitment that they've gotten from from this group. And also, you know, I keep pointing out these kids are 24, 25 years old, you know, and they're from here and they're from here. Yeah. That's the best part. Yeah. And, and, you know, so they've had more time to develop and everything else. It's just been a ball to watch Tom, in your honest opinion, how good is SDSU? I lost you a second on the question, Mikey. What? That's okay. How good is SESU? Oh my God! Um, I mean, <laughs> best team they've had, you know, in in their history. They're just we were debating, you know, people throw that thing out there. Would they win games in the Big Ten? Would they win games in some of these FCS in these FBS conferences? Yeah, I I really think they would. I don't think they would win the Big Ten, but they would hang with Nebraska. They would hang with Iowa. They, it would have been so fun to play Iowa again this year. And it's just like we talked about. They're, they're old. They're so solid at every position. Tucker Large has been fantastic. And nobody thought that kid could play safety in, in college, but he's been great. And their linebackers are unbelievable. Isaiah Stalbert's another guy I see that just popped up on a lot of NFL radar in the last week or so. He's going to play in one of those uh, those senior games after the season's over. And he's been fantastic. Jason Freeman came in. And another guy that just worked out as a transfer, and they haven't done a whole lot of that either with the transfer portal, you know, bringing guys in or losing guys, and that's been a big part of it. But just every position, the O-line has been amazing. The D-line, how they've been able to put that together and run, you know, at least eight or nine guys in there and not drop off on the D-line. And then offensively, we never thought they would get better than, you know, Austin Sumner and Taron Christian and Nick Winnicky 
and all the studs that have been there forever. And it just is unbelievable how it keeps getting at least as good and even a little bit better every year at those skill positions with the Yankees and, and those guys that have come in. And, now. And, you know, Chase Mason is sitting there as a backup quarterback, and that kid's going to be really good, I think. So it's just they're so good at every spot, I think, and, and that's what's remarkable. Well, and then you turn around and you've got the Wildy kid. Uh, Curtis, did you think he was going to, yeah, uh, as yeah. a freshman? Uh, well, I I didn't know if – that's tough. It, I, I knew I, he I was going to be great. I, I knew he was going to be great, Um, and, and the coaches knew he was going to be great, too. Where I was more shocked with Wildy is that someone like Iowa State, Iowa, didn't come yeah. in. Minnesota didn't try to come in and scoop him up. I, I just and I think the state coaches too. And Tom's talked numerous times about this with them about how shocked they were and they were so worried they were going to eventually get that call saying, uh, "Coach, I'm going to go give it a try at the FBS level." Right. Yeah. And who was who was the Vandenberg kid from Grand Valley? I mean, that's been yeah the Gracer. Yeah. 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 He did a great that went and played at Iowa. And yep. you'd think after that that they would not miss on people, but yeah. uh, they're missing out, and that's good for SDSU. Well, and, and plus the simple fact, again, back in the, you know, back to defend their national champion, and there's a ton of South Dakota addresses on those. Uh, although the good news is at the University of Nebraska this year, it was uh, uh, two South Dakota kids that were the number one NIL guys. Yeah, that was great with Bergen Riley and yeah. uh, Hutmaker. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was that was very cool yeah. to see. So, uh, so it's not like we're keeping them all, but we're keeping the most of them. And that's, Tom, you and I have talked about this. That's what AJ did. First of all, he was the first coach on that campus to close the borders. All of those women that we used to send off to D one stayed. Yeah, and there's, I mean, he's, between South Dakota, Iowa, and Minnesota, AJ did set the pace for that. And there were good players in Minnesota that, yep. yeah. He, he would turn down because there was a player in South Dakota that was as good, and he wanted them even more. And the class they coming in have coming in next year is four South Dakota kids that are going to be really good there. Five South Dakota kids, Jason Adair points out. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if he was the trendsetter in that, but I mean, the football teams always try to do that, but they haven't been able to hit on those guys and have them turn into the players that McCormick and the Yankees and and some of those kids had. I mean, Hines is the tight end of the future in the NFL, we hope. But, you know, Tucker Kraft was the guy that hung around. And there's been examples of that. Terry Christian was so good, and I wish he would have got more of a shot at the NFL. But there's been guys that not, as I said before, that as many as there are now from South Dakota that have turned into really good players. Tom Neiman joins us from Mitco Sports with Curtis Riggs from Riggs Football Academy. I'm Mike Cage filling in for Marco. He is on his – actually, he's in Frisco. He traveled – uh, yesterday. So, Tom, what am I going to see on Sunday afternoon? Because I, here's, here's what, and Curtis, I'll, you were around in those days. Honestly, there were years that if state would have gone seven and four, they would have had a parade in Brookings. It, this, this to me is still the most remarkable story and the fact that you did it all with John Stigemeyer. And obviously, yeah, that was, obviously yeah, that's that was, changed, but. Right. That was one of the questions, though, when they started moving up. Is, is Stig going to stay around? Is Stig going to step aside? Should he step aside? I mean, Scott Nagy went through that. There's been you know, the coaches there that have gone through that, but, you know, when the transition was being made. and But that was one of the questions with Stig. Is, is, is he, does he have enough big time in him, I guess, was always the question. And, and he was the perfect guy to take SDSU in 
to the FCS. And but yeah, you're right, Mikey. Just going back. I mean, I go back to the, the Ted Wall, Mike Bush, when he was playing their big days back in the '80s and the early '90s. But you didn't see it then. But but once we started to get into the FCS era, and it's been I don't know, 14, 15 years now. But you know, when they started going eight and three, and then get to nine yep. wins, and it just kept building and building and building that way. And, but you didn't think, especially when North Dakota State was making the run, they were making, you know, that seemed like an eternity for everybody sitting behind them. And But we kind of took that that NDSU model on the D-line, and we talked about that forever and caught those guys, and now SDSU is the franchise in the FCS. And it's it's an unbelievable story, it really is. Tom, going into the game, I, you know, the, the public perception, oh, my goodness, it's just so overwhelming. You look at the point spread, 12 and a half. Yeah. Is I think, that what it yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, and I think. Went he, up a point today. Oh, yeah. So, and you and I both know Coach Rogers is one not looking at that and really sticking to the uh, to the guys about, hey, we cannot overlook these guys. They're a great team. Right. So forth. You know, it's still, I mean, there's got to be some sense of, we're just going to step out on the field and win this. Um, how do you think that is with the players? I I don't know. I think it's what it has been with, with Albany. We thought Albany was going to come in and give them a game. They beat them 59 to nothing. And, and we kept talking about I mean, Villanova is the one game I point to that I think Montana is similar to just defensively. And, and Villanova gave SDSU kind of some fits early on and, and uh, made SDSU play a second half in that game. But I, I, I just – I, this streak's going to come to an end, but it's not going to come to an end this Sunday. And I keep saying that, and we keep talking about all these other teams. I know Montana is great. Great quarterback, the junior Bergen, the receiver, return guy, fantastic. Defense good. But we've talked about other teams with that all year, and SDSU has never, ever taken anybody lightly. And, and Jimmy's the perfect guy, as you said, for that, to keep everybody mm-hmm. focused. And the coordinators have been fantastic as well. You can't say enough about Bobbitt on the defensive side, Luhan on the offensive side. And, and they've had stumbles. Even in the playoffs here, they've had a few stumbles. But, I mean, that game against Albany, you know, three weeks ago in the semis was almost a perfect performance by SDSU. And a lot of that is, you know, they've got the mental health coach, the mental strength coach, they call him, Chris Crock, who talks to him about these things. we got to stay focused. We're not overlooking anybody. And, and everybody on this team has bought into that, especially Mark Gronowski, who is, by all accounts, from Jimmy Rogers and everybody else, the, the best leader they've ever had as a quarterback at SDSU. And that's that's saying something. Yeah, and remind folks, Tom, because there's a lot of folks paying attention to SDSU football that weren't before. Remind us the story of Jimmy Rogers. You talk about a guy buying in. Yeah, just a, a fierce little dude, and they've had so many good linebackers. You know, going back to I go back to Greg Osmondson, but then you know, since we've been covering it on Midco, but Rosh Shafrath and and all these guys that have come through there, Christian Rosenbaum, and and it goes back to Jimmy Rogers. It always does about being the bulldog of a linebacker and how you're supposed to compete. And everybody, the stories are legendary of how he just hates. He is fueled by his hatred of losing, <laughs> and he's. I've had conversations with him about that. You know. Yeah. It, if you say something he doesn't like, he's going to light you up, and it's going to be motivation for him. You, you and know, that's, that's I think kind of the, the the ethos he's brought to this team. And, and the other thing, Tom, that comes along with that is is not only the the hatred for losing, but also the fear of letting down others. And I think right. you yeah. see with him as a coach, he's so anal because he wants to make sure he's done everything 
to do his part to take care of these guys. What what do you hear? Are you anything this time of the year now? Uh, the portal, NIL, coaches leaving. I mean, obviously, every year state does a tremendous job of maintaining, right. keeping their guys. But eventually, someone's going to take that leap, and I'm, there's a lot of very good players that are still coming back, and also young coaches, yep. including Coach Rogers. Are you hearing anything there? I I don't see Rogers going anywhere soon. I mean, in, in the next couple of years, I think he's going to prove himself, and and other programs are going to want him to prove himself too yeah. after they get through this year. But yeah, it's a great point you make about him as, as the trust that. You know the school has put in him, and he doesn't want any to let anybody down. Mm-hmm. But I think he's going to be around. Zach Luhan has popped up, of course, on radars in the last couple of uh, days here as uh, the offensive coordinator and what he's done. So I, I can see those guys, and you're going to lose those coordinators to bigger programs. So Zach might be one. Although I talked to Zach this this year before one of the games and kind of asked him that. He said, "I love Brooklyn." And that's that's kind of a non-committal answer, but I think those guys really do. Like AJ, Aaron Johnson, we keep going back to him. Those coaches like being in Brookings. I think it's a good place for them to have their kids go to school. The Luhan is going to get married here and then start a family. But I, I don't know. He's the one guy I think that probably has uh, the biggest hooks in him right now as far as being pulled one way or the other. And as far as players, I, I don't know. I mean, Mark Gronowski's the guy that everybody's going to be looking at. But we, we were joking about that here in the car that if SDSU wins, are we going to ask Mark if he's coming back again in the, in the post-game <laughs> press conference? Because that's what everybody's going to want to know, you know? Yeah. So he, he's the one guy that, that could go somewhere else. But I don't know. That, that'll shake itself out here in the next couple of weeks. Well, Tom, we appreciate you taking the time. Enjoy the ride. It, and it, it is fun as a broadcaster. Like you say, this is your third one. But you don't – you still get fired up for this, don't you? Yeah, it is. And, you know, you follow teams to the NCAA basketball tournaments and those kind of things are so fun. But this, this is the Frisco, Texas and that stadium are perfect for this event and they run it so well. And it, it's going to be a blast from the time we get there tomorrow to, uh, all the way through Sunday. It, it just really is one of the funnest events I've ever covered and ever been to as a fan. So yeah, it's going to be fun. Keep an eye on the weather coming back. Other than that, safe travels, and tell the rest of the folks in the car hello. Right on. Thanks, Rigsy. Thanks, Mikey. Right, you bet. Geez. Take care. Tom Neiman joining us from Midco Sportsnet. We're back with more right after this. For those who don't like to be still. For those with things to do and the drive to get them done. For those in search of a partner to help make it happen, there's a bank. A bank that listens, acts, and impacts all things right here. Dakota Bank. Go with experience. Go with teamwork. Go with integrity. For banking, insurance, mortgage, and trust. Dakota Bank. Here for you. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Insurance and trust services. Not FDIC insured. Your joints are your connection points. And when they hurt, they stop you from moving freely. That's why at Sanford Health, our board-certified orthopedics and sports medicine experts are ready to help you safely restore your movement and relieve your pain with same-day joint replacement surgery options. These minimally invasive surgeries come with less risk and allow you to have a comfortable recovery at home. You don't need a referral to get started. Schedule a consultation today at SanfordHealth.org. Penny Kleindienst is an interior designer. So when Eric and Becky Roskop hired Simply Perfect to update their dream home, she knew where to turn. 
The experts at Fireplace Pros have a wide variety of heat and glow and heat-later fireplaces to choose from. And they hit a home run with a contemporary fireplace they chose together. They always help me come up with the perfect fireplace that makes all the difference in the way a home looks and feels. Our gas fireplaces and inserts from Heat and Glow and Heatilator are the best in the business. You can stop in and see the region's largest showroom or visit us on the web at fireplaceprofessionals.com and get a virtual tour. We have almost 100 Heat and Glow and Heatilator models on display and even more in stock. If you ever need advice, just call 339-0775 or better yet, stop in and see us. We're Fireplace Pros, 1217 West 41st Street, Sioux Falls. Just like Becky and Eric, you're going to love the way your home feels. Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Corey Insurance, Dakota Beverage, Billion Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, Houston Speedway, the South Dakota Golf Association, and Corey and the Fireflies. And welcome back to Calling All Sports. I'm Mike, and for Mark, Curtis Riggs joins us from the Riggs Football Academy. Curtis did you expect Kalen to have this success this fast? Who are you? <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm asking a, a question. lot of, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I, I will say it when he first went in and assessed what he had within the program at Washington, then when he came back to me and said, Hey, we, we can do some really good things here. And, um, and after last year, he knew they were going to be really good this right. year. Right. So and and he felt like he he said at a press conference we we can compete for a national title and he was saying that because uh, Rome and and Penix and um, uh, Trice that you know the three primetime guys that could have went to the draft all came back and right he knew he was filling in all the other gaps uh, so it, it, yeah I, I'm not surprised I I think uh, he's always going to have them in the game he's going to make sure they have the opportunity to succeed now can the players just go out and do it right. Twelve and a half, yeah. Uh, for SDSU? SSU favored by twelve and a half, and Tom was saying it just went up a point, so oh, thirteen man. and a half. But you know what? It's deserving. It I is. mean, they are so good, and Montana has squeaked out victories. But people need to remember, Montana put a whooping on Montana State, and yeah. Montana State should have beat SDSU yes. at SDSU. Yes, they should have. So, but uh, back to SDSU in the Big Ten. Yeah. I'm telling you. Curtis, Brian Sean from Midco said it on the air here a few weeks ago first, but I've been thinking it. I don't see SDSU couldn't compete for the Big Ten West this year. Yeah. You know what would happen, though? Here's what I've seen in situations like this is they would go in and compete definitely in a game situation, but the attrition of the season in the Big Ten would eat them up, though. The, okay. The depth. Uh, would get them, I think. But yeah, they are as, as talented. I felt like watching Florida State with all those kids missing against Georgia, like SDSU is going to give a better. I mean, God, I felt <laughs> terrible for that coach. I, I did just, too. Um, and but, for Jeff Colhane, their broadcaster yes. from oh, Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I think, uh, co- the, the great thing about SDSU and where I give so much credit to is Coach Stigemeyer to win the title. But then walk away 
passing down a Cadillac right. to Coach yep. Rogers. It's, I mean, and Coach Rogers would be the first one to say it. it's not like I, you know, I got to, I don't want right. to, I don't, I don't want to yeah. diminish cars here, right. but right. you know, he's got a fully loaded car here right. to go out and do. Most coaches would stay knowing you have that. Like, exactly. I'll stay one more year knowing what we have. Yeah. Coach uh, Stigmeyer cares so much for the program. He's saying you guys are more than capable. You're great coaches. Now's the time. Here's what you have. Go have fun. And they have. They've had fun, and um, I think they're a great team and a great coaching staff. Can I get a prediction on SDSU? Yeah, I think they will cover. I do. I, I feel like they'll win 40 to 27. You know, somewhere in there, yeah. 40 to 24. Um, I just, I think uh, if if they get the lead too. They'll, they'll pummel you. It's I mean, over. they just do. Yeah. And Isaiah Davis is an NFL running back. He often gets overshadowed. Um, but it's because they rotate and keep fresh guys. And then that defense will pin their ears back and get after you. Um, and, and I think, uh, they'll, they won't punt to that kid from Montana. No. They've no. learned by watching the previous games. They won't give him a chance. Yeah. That, that would just make sense for those of you that don't know the Montana kid. Uh, that returns punts. Unbelievable. Yeah, punts and kicks, both. Yep. <laughs> he's, he's nuts. Curtis, this was great fun. Thanks yeah, for, thanks yeah. for joining us. Thanks for covering oh, for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no problem whatsoever. Hey, a reminder, you can find us online at callingallsportssd.com. The show is archived at the website each day. And you can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. I'm back in tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. Have a great evening. Thanks for listening to Calling All Sports. Today's show was brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Great Life Health and Fitness, Lewis Drug, Fireplace Pros, Sanford Health, Dakota Bank, Dakota Beverage, Vance Thompson Vision, Corey Insurance, Furniture Mart USA, Billion Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Ram, the South Dakota Golf Association, Houston Speedway, Comfort King, and Corey and the Fireflies. Chad here from CNR 